Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. Well, good morning. It is great to be here and great to see every one of you now. Thank you for joining us in worship this morning at Hope Church. Uh, my name is Mark. If we've not yet met, I am the pastor, and it is an absolute thrill to see you all here today. I, I'm just going to say really quickly, I, I am one who just finds myself amazed at the way God is engineering things and the way that God is working in the life of the church. One of my common prayers is for God to add to the church. And we talk about adding to the church in terms of faith and finances and programs and ministries and awareness and care and concern for the community. And right now, God is really showing up and showing out, as I like to say. I think about what a wonderful experience we had a couple weeks ago during Vacation Bible School. I think about how we had such a fantastic response last week with our uh, preliminary safety team gathering meeting. Curtis's amazing testimony this morning as we look to launch the art recovery ministries. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about back to school. The back to school season starting and our preschool will be resuming here shortly. So much God stuff is happening in our midst. And in your info guide, you're going to see things about some teaching sessions coming up and stuff. We want you to get to stay and to be connected in the life of the church. So thank you for being here and thank you for being part of what's happening. And if you're worshiping with us online, I want you to know whether you're just worshiping at home today or you worship at home regularly, there's a place for you here at Hope Church. And we would love to welcome you into that as we continue this morning with my part of the service in our Hope at the Movies message series. This would be a great time, if you've not yet done so already, to pull out the little insert in your info guide, which has our follow-along notes on one side, the back side of the reflection questions that you can use later on in your uh, family meal or whatever, if you need kindling for a fire, whatever, you can use it uh, to help you uh, assimilate what we talked about today. And we also have these on the Hope Church Plus app, which if you have not yet downloaded it, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, there's great opportunities here to get to stay and to be connected in what's happening in the life of the church. And so we are, this is the fourth installment in our Hope at the Movies message series. And I hope that you have enjoyed this series so far. Uh, I know I have certainly enjoyed putting it together. As I mentioned when we first began it, uh, we talked about Hacksaw Ridge and uh, talking about how, um, how all of us are called and invited to join Christ and his mission, his rescue mission for the world. And then the second week, uh, we talked about um, all of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank, <laughs> stranger than fiction, uh, and how all of us have something that we can do, a grace that we can live out in our lives to give back to the world and help draw people to God. And last week, we looked at back to the future uh, and how the power of God comes to seek to change our lives and to use our lives in his ongoing effort to help change the world. And today, we're using Spider-Man 3, and we're talking about forgiveness because it is such a vital core tenet of our Christian faith, our Jesus movement. And this gets into uh, what the video that we started the service with and Curtis talking about forgiveness. It's at the core of what we believe, but dare I say, what we need in our 
Christian faith. We need this. And the movie clip that we used at the beginning uh, here, uh, our bumper video from the movie trailer, it really talked about that struggle that we all have within us to deal with the darkness within us. So last week, we talked a lot about the light and how the lightning comes in to change us and bring us into that. Today, we are recognizing that even once we have seen the light, we still have to deal with the darkness within. Can I get a witness? Next week, Steve Childers is going to conclude our service. We've got some family business to take care of out of town. Steve's going to conclude our series, I mean, uh, talking about believing in God and the mission that we have to carry forth as a result of that moving forward. But I want us to really delve in this morning to think about how we need forgiveness, which is the perfect way for us to get into our clip from Spider-Man 3. The clip that we're going to watch here has Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man making a choice to forgive Sandman, which is played by Tom and Hayden Church, for the murder of his uncle. And Sam Raimi, who designed and developed these ideas of these movies, these Spider-Man movies back in the early 2000s. In fact, I think the first Spider-Man was the first movie that we saw after Ethan was born. So it kind of puts it in perspective for me. But anyway, he has some very deep Christian undertones. Uh, But in Spider-Man 3, those aren't Christian undertones, they're overtones. They are bright, flashing lights to tell us to pay attention uh, to that darkness within and our need to embrace forgiveness so that we can also express forgiveness. So let's watch our clip from Spider-Man 3, and then we'll continue in with our content for the message today. Let's watch our clip. I didn't want this. But I had no choice. We always have a choice. You had a choice when you killed my uncle. My daughter was dying. I needed money. I was scared. I told your uncle all I wanted was the car. What is it? I need your car. He said to me, why don't you just put down the gun and go home? I realize now he was just trying to help me. Then I saw my partner running over with the cash and the gun was in my hand. did a terrible thing to you. I spent a lot of nights wishing I could take it back. I'm not asking you to forgive me. I just want you to understand. I've done terrible things too.
I didn't choose to be this. Left to meet now is my daughter. I forgive you. We say we don't recognize how important forgiveness is and how hard forgiveness is until we have something we need to forgive. With self, with others, maybe even with God. Our first scripture lesson this morning comes from the 103rd Psalm, verses 11 through 13. This is from the New Living Translation. The words will be on the screen. Pay attention to how... The psalmist says these things about forgiveness. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him, and of course David's talking about God, is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth, even higher than a high rise, right? He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are, and remembers that we are only dust. Could have said sand. This is dust. Isn't that amazing how we see life and scripture and art parallel each other? God remembers that we are only dust and his unfailing love toward us is as great as greater than the heights of the heavens and the earth, and he is compassionate to us, and he wants us to know how weak we are and how we are all forgiven of our sin. And so, because God recognizes and realizes that we are dust, he wants to bathe us in that forgiving love and grace and tender mercy that we all so desperately need. And we recognize how hard it is at times to receive forgiveness. And to give forgiveness to self, to others, maybe even to God. Before we dig into what forgiveness is, I want us to look at what forgiveness is not. Okay? So let's see really quickly what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Right? How many times have you said forgive and forget? Is it possible? Someone say no. No, okay, thank you, David. It is not possible. Only God can forget. Now, this is one of the things that is really almost unbelievably awesome about God, right? Is it says God can do all things. There's nothing that God cannot do. And God can simultaneously 
know our sin and forget them while we cannot. That is the power of God. When he removes our sin from us as far as the east is from the west, it is completely, perfectly, and totally removed from us. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Only God can forget. So whenever someone says to you something like, you got to forgive and forget. No, you can't forget. Clara Barton, who was the founder of the Red Cross, was once challenged about something awful that happened to her. And it says, can you remember, don't you remember what that person did to you? And Clara responded by saying, I distinctly remember forgetting that. Right? We can't forget it, but we can move on. So if forgiveness is not forgetting, then we also have to see that forgiveness is not trusting. Trusting. There is a difference between forgiveness and trusting. Forgiveness is for the past. Trust is for the what? Say future. Forgiveness is for the past. Trust is for the future. And the other thing that forgiveness is not is excusing the bad things that happen or excusing the bad behavior that leads to the bad things that happen, right? So you see these things here about what forgiveness is not. It is not forgetting. It is not trusting. And it is not excusing. And do you see in your own heart, mind, spirit, soul, strength, whatever, how perhaps you have confused forgiveness with one of these, these three things in the past? Forgiveness is not forgetting. It's trusting. It's not trusting, I mean. It's excusing. No, it's not excusing either. It is a gift that we give ourselves to free us from having to carry the burden of the grudges that otherwise would weigh us down or bury us six feet under. Forgiveness is a gift we give to ourselves from having to carry the burden of the grudge. We've got to choose it, though, which leads us into what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is, in addition to being a gift... From not having to carry and bear the burden anymore. Forgiveness is a choice. Right? Forgiveness is a choice. You saw that in our Spider-Man clip. When Peter Parker had to make the choice to forgive Sandman. In Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18 we read this. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite. And this would be uh, applicable to everybody as well. Right? Not if you're born in Israel. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Forgiveness is a choice. Is it an easy choice? No, of course not. And again, like I mentioned right after the clip, we don't recognize how hard forgiveness is until we have something hard to forgive. But it also means we have to be honest with our own need for self-forgiveness. Is there anyone in the room, let me, let me ask it this way, is there anyone in the room who does not have a regret? In their life. Anyone in the room does not have a regret? Anybody. What about online? I mean, I can't see the comments. But if you don't have a regret online, uh, you know, put a waving hand or something in there. Now, we all have a regret. And how often do we beat ourselves up over the things that we've done or perhaps haven't done? And so we saw in our clip as Spider-Man was interacting with Sandman... As he was coming to that point to make the choice to forgive Sandman for the evil that had been done to him. What did he also have to recognize? Do you remember? 
that he himself had done awful things too. That he himself had a reason and a need to be forgiven in his own life. Do we approach forgiveness that way oftentimes when someone else is needing it from us? Generally, we, we probably don't. Maybe not at the immediate onset of it or outset of it. Perhaps we are thinking more in terms of what someone else owes us. And then when we get deeper and more settled in the issues, we recognize, oh my goodness, I'm not innocent in this either. Which is a perfect tie-in to the whole idea of Barabbas and Jesus and how Jesus takes our place. Jesus took your sin, your shame, everything that you would otherwise deserve to be nailed to the cross in place of Jesus. Jesus took it there for you. So you would not have to. And you would not have to experience the separation perpetually from God that was almost too much for him to endure even for a few hours or a few days. So forgiveness is a choice. A choice that we have to remember. We ourselves need to forgive ourselves. And we need to give the gift of forgiveness to others. But we also need to make sure that we are extending forgiveness to others. And this comes into the idea that forgiveness is also a command. It's a command. We see this repeatedly in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I buttressed these together like so. Because from Matthew chapter 6 verses 14 and 15 we read these. Jesus said, this is in the Sermon on the Mount. If you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your sins. It's a perfect place for a sip. For dramatic effect, but friends, this is one of the most potent teachings that Jesus offered, and it is covered throughout the entirety of the scriptures. Is that we receive the amount of forgiveness from God, others, and self that we are freely willing to give. And so this begins to provide those moments, those spots, those places and spaces for friction where we think about how we need to be forgiven by God, by other people, and maybe even by self. But we are far less willing, at least on certain places, points, times, and space, to offer that forgiveness to the person who's wronged us, for the person who's betrayed us, for the person who's hurt us. And we want to hold those grudges. And then we remember that it's a commandment that we forgive because we receive the measures of forgiveness that we extend to others. But it's also a choice. A choice to remember that we need to be forgiven and we need to forgive. Of course, this brings back to that idea. But if forgiveness isn't forgetting and it isn't trusting and it isn't excusing, but it's a choice and a command as a gift that we give ourselves, what, what do we do next? What do you think the answer is? What do we do next? Someone say forgive. Forgive! That's exactly right! It was right there in front of you the whole time, right? Three reasons to forgive really quickly. Three reasons to forgive as we continue in our message. The first reason that we need to forgive is for the sake of Christ. For the one who took the place of Barabbas and the one who takes the place for you, right? Colossians 3.13. Put up with each other. Isn't that a beautiful way that Paul put it? You got to put up with each other sometimes. And forgive anyone who does you wrong. Why? Just as Christ has forgiven you. This calls us to remember that there are times, believe it or not, that God has to put up with your behavior. And so does your spouse or your parents or your kids or your friend or your neighbor. 
We have to put up with each other sometimes. But for the sake of Christ, who took the place on the cross that you deserved, forgive. Because it was a terrible punishment that he received. So that you could be forgiven from your sins. So that your sins could be removed from you as far as the east is from the west. And so that we can remember as we are just dust, that we are still loved like tender, precious children that we are. Put up with each other. And forgive anyone who does you wrong, just as Christ has forgiven you. For the sake of Jesus, forgive. Also forgive for the sake of others. 2 Corinthians 2 verses 7 and 8 says, It is time to forgive and comfort him. Now the him that this is referring to, speaking, let me make up words. The him this is referring to was someone who was causing all kinds of conflict in the church in Corinth. And Paul is writing a letter to them. He said, it is time to forgive and then do what? Chastise him, right? Oh no, I misread it. I should have had my bifocals lined up a little bit better. It is time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may be overcome by discouragement. So I urge you now to reaffirm your love for the troublemaker. For the scoundrel. For the betrayer. For the gossiper. For whoever. It is for that other person's sake. I've been in the church world a long time. I've been on the giving and the receiving ends of problems like this. We all probably have. Not in the church, in some other place, your home, place of business, your school, wherever. We may be the hero of someone's story, but we are also the villain, right? And we need to hear these words that are given for the sake of the troublemaker, for the sake of the scoundrel. It's time to forgive and comfort so that we do not lead anyone into places and areas of discomfort. So I urge you now to reaffirm your love for him. And do what? Forgive. The third reason to forgive is for self. For your own sake, right? It's a gift that we give ourselves for not having to bear the burden of holding the grudge. And we read this in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. He, being God, is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He took your place. The place of Barabbas. The place of me. The place of you. The place of your ex the place of your boss, the place of the family member that you're out of relationship with. He took that place. And if Jesus was willing to do it for Barabbas, and he's willing to do it for you, the call then for our own sake is to love and encourage other people for the sake of Christ to also be willing to do the same. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Yes. By the power of Christ. And we have to remember that this doesn't mean that we forget everything that was done wrong. We forgive for the sake of the past. To allow the past to be cleaned up 
and taken care of. Trust is rebuilt over the future. Maybe that is one of the greatest gifts that God can give you this morning through the content in this message is that just because you forgive someone, that does not mean that you automatically trust them again. That trust has to be earned. And it is okay. It is okay to withhold that trust for a little bit until that trust is reasonably earned, right? And it's also not excusing bad behavior. That doesn't mean that you have to say, oh, you know, it's okay that you took a sledgehammer to my brand new car. Right? That's all right. No big deal. But it means that we forgive the other or self or even God for the things that we can't control in the past and instead of continuing to ruminate them, we work to build that trust. We choose to forgive. We hear the command and know that the amount of forgiveness that we receive is measured by the amount of forgiveness that we give. So we have to forgive for the sake of Jesus who took our place. For the sake of others who otherwise will be discouraged and needing to find that comfort and love. But also for our own sake. For the one who saved us by purchasing our freedom with the blood of Jesus and forgiving our sins. Your sin. My sin. The many ones. And the many ones. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that those who believe in him by accepting that he is the savior of the world, believing that the father raised him from the dead and confessing our need for salvation to the world, we will be saved. For Christ did not come to condemn the world, but through the world, but through him the world might be saved. So friends, if you are struggling with forgiveness this morning, I get it. But if you're struggling with forgiveness this morning, let this morning be one of those moments, one of those times, one of those places and spaces where you, you give that gift of salvation. I'm sorry, the gift of forgiveness. I'm sorry, you can't, you can't save anybody, but you can forgive somebody, right? That you give that gift of forgiveness to someone who needs it. And that may very well be yourself. So as the band begins to make their way back up here to the front, I'm going to let you know that we're going to open up the altar here this morning, in front of the stage, that if you have a need to do some business with God about forgiveness with God, maybe things have happened to you that you wish they didn't, and you need to do some business with God, with someone else with whom you may be in a broken relationship with, or with yourself because of the pain and the choices and other things that you've made. Let this be that moment. Let this be that time where you give the gift of forgiveness and receive the gift of forgiveness simultaneously. Will you join me in prayer, please? Living and loving God, I thank you for today, and I thank you for messages like this, which really call us to understand how difficult it can be sometimes to deal with our own darkness because of the choices that have been made and how we misunderstand or misrepresent what the gift of forgiveness really truly is. We can't even begin to understand how you would choose to take the place of some scoundrel like Barabbas or even me. But by doing so, you've given us the gift of salvation through the forgiveness of our sins. So Lord God, in the next few moments, I pray that we do some serious work with you right here and right now to be made aware of 
where we need to experience your saving and forgiving grace. To see in our mind's eye the faces of those who need to receive that gift of forgiveness from us and then to follow through and to actually do it and recognizing that person may first be ourselves for all the things that we've done or said or haven't done or haven't said when the time was needed. So Lord God, help to bathe us this morning in your saving grace, your forgiving love. That we recognize that you're the only one that can forget the sins. And we have to work at times to rebuild that, that trust. And we're not excusing bad behavior. But we're choosing to answer the command that you've given us to show love. For your sake, for the sake of others in the world, and for our sake as well. So bless us and keep us, nourish us and make us new. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.